Hello everyone, welcome back to the latest editions of the Visions and Tones podcast. I am Mauro. You've heard me from uh, two previous episodes. I'll be your co-host today alongside Tony. We are joined today with a special guest, another Visions and Tones alumni, Mr. Emeka. How are you today, Emeka? Pretty good, Mauro. Pretty good, Tony. How are you? It's very good okay. to hear. How are you, Tony? Great. Thanks for having me. That's <laughs> it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Thanks for coming. <laughs> That's really good. I, I, I like this. This is the first time having somebody else co-host with Tony in my session anyways. So that's yeah. really good. I'll be ready to be bullied. Uh, yeah, that sounds like... At least somebody else is bullying you, not me. <laughs> I don't know why Tony tries to get me to bully people, but I'm not. I'm the friendliest person you know. I'm, I'm I agree. Even. Tony is the bully, actually. Yeah. Wow. Project <laughs> onto me. With his new haircut looking like a snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> so um today's topic today's topic today's topic ladies and gentlemen will be in friendships i guess we'll be dissecting the concept exploring philosophies behind it and seeing how we uh tackle the concept of friendships in our personal lives so tony do you want to preamble our conversation we are going to talk about a whole lot of things. In the previous episode, if you remember, there's a time that you spoke about, you know, not burning bridges and of which I'd love to sort of hear a lot from you about that. But maybe here's the reason why I thought you are the right person to be joining us today. First of all, you've got billion friends. I don't <laughs> know how many there are that you can count, right? Oh you've got billion friends. And for me, your statement when you said to me, you don't burn bridges, it was just like very profound because I was interested in hearing more about that and you unpacked it for us. But how do you, what would you say your philosophy of friendship or friend, yeah, philosophy of friendship is to the point that you are able to keep as many billion people around you <laughs> and still get to have yourself available for most of them. Honestly, if I had, um, I don't, I, I don't know how I do it, but I know I do it. I think one thing that I like to do is um, keep um, relationships, if that makes sense. Like I don't, um, even though my relationships, I don't look at it from a perspective of just now. So even if I'm gonna relocate or move somewhere else, I maintain that contact the best way I can. And I may not speak for to the person um, for a year or two or even three years. Mm -hmm. However, because of how I left the person at that time in a very cordial, respectful um, manner, I'm able to reconnect with them even after three years. So it looks as though I have friends everywhere, all over the world or around me all the time. Um, it's because for me, it's relationship building. And when you build that relationship, um, when I leave that particular environment or leave that particular phase, I try, I live in a, in a, in a good way. So that way, even if I don't speak to them in three years, or I don't see them in three years, I'm able to reconnect straight away if I meet them, you know? And for me, that's, um, that's how I do it. And it also, like, like I mentioned previously, when it comes to conversations, one of the reasons why I feel like people lose friendships or lose relationships is unaddressed um, conflict. Mm -hmm. So when you have unaddressed conflict, um, some people, not everyone, the default mode is to just cut people off or just um, leave, you know? And that way they are hurt or the people are hurt or they're unable to reconnect, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, that's, um, I, I approach it different. I think that's one of some of the reasons why um, people can't, don't really keep friendships. And of course, it's relative. It depends on what the circumstances were. If it was toxic or if it was um, violent or aggressive, um, I wouldn't expect you to maintain that, mm -hmm. you know? But I think from my... Um, when I was thinking about this episode, I realized one of the reasons why people find it difficult to maintain 
is sometimes unaddressed conflict. Mm -hmm. While you're on that, just apart from letting people go because of unaddressed conflict or, or, or whatever, when I was sort of asking, thinking myself about this podcast episode, um, in terms of my philosophies, and I'd love to hear from you and even from Mauro if, if you have anything of such is the fact that sometimes when you meet people, you have to sort of figure out on which category are you sort of placing people. So um, there's this one beautiful teaching that I had uh, at some point given by, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he was speaking about three different types of, it could even be people that you work with, or it could be even friends. Um, and, and the first one he spoke about what would be confidence. These are people who are there for you um, at all costs. They are there for you. And then the second one would be constituents, you know. And very often with constituents, the, he sort of also categorized them as almost like scaffoldings. These are people that they hear with you, but for just a little while. Um, uh, in a sense that if something that will sort of propel them faster to their goals comes and they can jump off your boat very easily and go with them. And then the third one would be uh, comrades, which comrades are um, almost like uh, consider the partnership of the Pharisees and the Sadducees when they were all against Jesus. So it's more like of a project kind of a way. So putting people in those different kind of categories and knowing who's most likely to stay and who's most likely to go, but at the same time being flexible of the fact that somebody you might think of has been here just for a little while might actually be there for a long while because character will always prove otherwise and whatnot. And and that's a philosophy that I almost carry. So apart from just letting go of people because of unresolved conflicts, do you ever think or categorize people into any of those? Pressure. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think for me, um, I understand and I agree that people are there for different reasons and different seasons and that's the reason why i said to you for when you asked the previous question is how do i keep and manage that and that was my response mm -hmm. you know in maintaining for me relationships before we talk about friendships and definitely but i'm not the one responsible or i can't control where people would be at a particular time what i can control is based on my experience with them how much do I rely on them or how much do I what kind of expectations do I have of them and I cannot I, I try not to not I cannot I try not to because I still do it sometimes I try not to project myself on people because what I could how I respond and how I'm present like you mentioned how do I have how I have time for people it's different. It's, an, it's a skill that I don't even know where I cultivated that from. So I try not to project myself from people. So the expectations that I have for people um, is different for individuals. So definitely people are there for different seasons. There are people who are there when you, know, when you have a need, they will just you know, jump in straight away. Like, and there are people who are there who, can, who are very blunt, who are there just to tell you the truth, really. Mm -hmm. And people are, but you can't, it's very hard to put categorize people when you just met them or when you haven't done life with them because that would be a big assumption. And like you're right, you're very right. You don't know what categories they fall under until you experience um, life with them and how the seasons move. You know, so yeah. people are definitely um, in those categories, but it's not for us to control. It's how life happens, you know. But you need to do life with people before you can. On that thing I was going to talk about, mention from what you're talking is, oh, I just lost my thought. Um, no, no worries. I can, uh, yeah, I can. So I think uh, I'm personally a fan of, and perhaps this is to Tony's dissatisfaction because he doesn't like when I, my philosophy is this structured, but... The idea of categorizing, right? So in, in my mind, uh, I think it's important for a person to identify the purpose of their friendships. So the categories that Tony gave, mm -hmm. perhaps I would define them more as in, um, so maybe, so you have, um, I think firstly, just the idea of having purpose within friendships is not a popular idea. People might think that is sort of like, like a Machiavellian 
like you're using people just for goals. But I think defining purpose is the sort of reference point by which you can address who you keep in your life or um, what satisfaction you take from that relationship as opposed to not, right? So the shouldn't wait. Sorry, there shouldn't be purpose. Is that what you're saying? No, it, no so most people, I'm saying that they should be. Oh, but right, the idea sorry. of attaching purpose to the concept, right, I think violates most people's intuitions as they feel friendships would just happen naturally without you uh-huh. having to cast purpose on it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, yeah, yeah make, make a go. No, ahead. I was just going to say, maybe we should start with the definition of dictionary. Definition I was trying friends. to run yeah. away from that definition. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, because I think, it, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it would. Um, because we have different, the, our list, your listeners are of different backgrounds. And sometimes for me personally, mm-hmm. I like to know what the dictionary says. And then we can now go from there. Go from there. Yeah. And I was just looking, and this is the dictionary on my phone, so don't judge. Um, it says a, per, a friend is a person attached to another by feelings or affection or personal regard. It says a person, is, a, a person who is on good terms with another a person who is not hostile mm-hmm. and it gives different categories like a, a member of the same nation party blah 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 so um i like what Mara was saying in terms of like purpose um um I will, i'll let you finish yeah 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 yeah. So, i hope you're not gonna forget that trail of thought because i feel like there's something there i was interested in how you when he was saying that you wanted to go to the definition and sort of try to tie it up with the purpose that maru was bringing there i hope you're not gonna forget the trail of thought if there's something there no i won't All right. yeah. <laughs> no no yeah just to finish on um the concept of defining purpose i think the more we define it the more we are able to analyze how we should behave in friendships and um in, 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 in the other side, what we can appreciate from other uh, people's um, contribution to our lives, right? So I think, uh, just very quickly, I think the categories that I would, uh, or the purpose that I would describe most of our relationships lie on, maybe networking, right? The sort of person that you can, um, can give you access to other people, perhaps opportunities. So this is one, a valuable point for a friendship, I would say. Um, other would be reassurance, right? I, I think we, uh, as human beings, our lives, we, we know too much about our own uh, flaws and mistakes and embarrassments and not as much about the other person, but a good friend is the sort of person who would reassure you that that's normal and they're imperfect themselves, so they provide that sense as well. Fun, right? Some friendships are, you know, they contribute to your life by providing moments of relaxation, of entertainment. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would define it more in these terms so that if you see that a friendship is not contributing in any of these values in your life, right, then it's worth considering, um, in my view, whether that person should be included in the next stages of your life, yes or no. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about Emeka in terms of how he deals with people that I guess um, he at the moment see no <laughs> at the moment he you don't see them doing any contribution to your life in any meaningful way. Do you still keep them? Try to keep them um, as part of your life. How do you? I think um, to answer that question, I think it's a good one because um, I think I still maintain connection, mm. but my time allocation is different boom so i for me the big thing is maintaining connection Mm. however because i maintain connection doesn't mean that um i'm available and i think it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with friends who and it's not just friends who do not add value at this stage i think Mm. it's more about friends who let me relocate where situations and circumstances doesn't allow us to be as close as we used to Mm. so it's i can maintain the connection but doesn't mean that um, the time allocation would be the same. And also, the truth is, there are also friendships where you they're not present where you are, but the connection is stronger. Mm. You know, or you may not see them um, for years or for months. Like I may not see Tony for days, but it doesn't change the connection, so to speak, or the relationship. So for me, it's important how I view it is. Um, first of all, I'm responsible for my progress and my satisfaction 
I guess. Um, and then I have friends who support in that area. However, mm-hmm. it's, I think if I want to sound like you, I have friends. I have equipped myself, like I said earlier, I don't project myself on people. And I feel like I'm responsible for my um, support network, so to speak. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And then people fall in the way they fall into um, my friendship circle. But I am skilled in maintaining connections mm-hmm. with people. Um, yeah. So if you're not adding value at this stage, mm-hmm. um, in quote, um, I would not lose the connection with you. However... I may not be as available. And it might, yeah. not, be, it might not even be intentional. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Maybe unconscious where, you know, other things may just take over. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I, I'm, I usually remain connected mm-hmm. some sort. Okay. It's a time management issue if they're no longer adding value. Yeah. like it's. But do you communicate with someone? Uh, so, for instance, I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I feel like there's a strong connection because sometimes I could feel that I'm strongly connected with certain people, but perhaps they might be downplaying um, the vision that I see in terms of those friendships. I very often communicate stuff with them to say, hey, I sort of maybe expected this or expected that in this particular event or situation. But I feel like you're not sort of, you know, coming to the show, coming to the party. Right, as a way of also giving them the benefit of it, I say there's something from you to sort of also maybe change your gaze into the friendship. But if I see then that maybe they're not still picking it up even after confronting them in that sense, then I can decide as to say, okay, is this relegation or not? Do I move you elsewhere or not? But do you communicate with people very often, especially those who feel like you're too close to them whenever you feel like they're not coming to the party, they're not meeting you somewhere in terms of the friendship? Or you just make their own decisions by yourself without communicating? Because I think some people sometimes might be dealing with a whole lot of insecurities at the same time and also not knowing how to deal or to behave around somebody else's space. And they might be in their own version trying to sort of respect your space without not being aware that you are fine with them being in your space, but also just in certain behaviors than all kinds of behaviors. Um, like, you know, Tony, like, I'm a big fan of the Johari window, and that's one of the reasons why I try to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it depends on the individual, and then it depends on how much I believe they can take. Um, but I, like, I'll say 75%, 80%, I will communicate. Um, how I communicate is different for everyone. Um, but if they're not on picking it up, then in my mind is maybe their capacity at that time, you know, doesn't allow them to be able to understand. Maybe my own relevance in their circle has changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they are not able to understand and see it. So I have to now, by myself, respect whatever their decision is, even though it hasn't been discussed and then yeah. step away but it, I would not lose the connection like I said like I will always be there they will always be there I hope but then it's always important to understand that what if you don't fit into their own circle at that oh. stage for example and it's really common with friends who are getting married or plan to get married and then you're single they'll sometimes there's this default I may be wrong but I think there's this default mindset that you need to focus on people who are now married in the same social status like you. Uh However, I always believe that it's best to be in a circle of people who actually know or understand you irrespective of their marital, social um, social economic status than to just automatically feel like you would have a better support as a friend with people who are in similar status as you. Because I always give this example. I say... When a married, for example, I'm using marriage as an example. When you get married and a married man and, a mar- and his wife or partner or whatever have conflict, the default response would be one of three things, right? Uh, he's not good enough for you or she's not good enough for you, blah, blah, blah. Leave. Or that's what marriages deal with it, right? For people who do not know you. For people who know you as a friend would say, okay, this is what your temperament, your personality 
or whatever. This is what you're like based on our friendship. They're going to help you think. think. Exactly. Therefore, I think the reason why you're having this conflict is not just because it's marriage. It's because these are the underlying factors that I believe you need to address as a friend. Whereas someone who doesn't know you or who you are connected with just based on that status will just give you the default answer of saying either, you know, you're not mm. good enough, leave, or deal with it. However, a friend who knows you, who understands you, with the consciousness and knowledge that people change, would be able to provide a better support deep down to you to be able to help address that particular yeah. situation. So when so it's important to understand that people are quick to say, okay, do not get advice from a single person, get advice from a married person. Yeah. But the truth is that marriage is relative. Some of your pastors everyone. Exactly. Tony Don't mingle. Someone <laughs> I'm not aware Don't. of that conversation. <laughs> but I'm saying what I'm saying is that's the basic advice you will get. But friendship People who have been with you through thick and thin, who have seen your ugly, who've seen your worst, will be able to say, hey, Tony, you are really stubborn. However, and that's the reason why mm-hmm. I believe you're having this conflict. So for me, it's important to understand that, um, take into account that maybe you're no longer relevant as well mm. in their circle. And it's okay, because it's not always about you. And then reassess and step away. Perhaps an interesting question, maybe Tony, uh, we'd want to hear your okay. thoughts on it as well. Is um, so, Emeka was saying, so advice giving, right? Uh, a friend who gives appropriate advice is a symbol of a good friend, right? What do you think makes a good friend, or how do you know you're being a good friend to your friends? Like, how do you view good friends? I think recently, <laughs> recently I've learned that knowing that I'm being a good friend comes with me learning how to respect other people but me learning how to respect you Maru your preferences your ways of doing things and whatnot but at the same time it comes with me sort of observing whether that which you prefer is something also that can be detrimental to my life or not and if it's not then i'm fine i also have to sort of place on the table my own cards just to say this is my preference so for instance i'm i'm very much on in terms of my own friendship don't don't lie to me at least don't lie to me don't manipulate me stuff like that right and then if i know that you can sort of meet that with me and then you give me your own preferences and i see that well, there's nothing much bad. Maori is the, at least he's honest in who he is and what he does and whatnot. For me, I feel like that's the best that I could be. Mm-hmm. And that's honesty what I would say respect. as the best. Honesty and respect. Mm-hmm. And, and honesty and respect, because what I wanted to sort of tie on what Emeka was talking about uh, just now was also on issues of accountability. Uh, because I feel like what he was sort of hammering on leans also a lot into accountability. The fact that sometimes when a friend is about to get married, they now feel like perhaps I could be accountable to somebody else who's more married than somebody who's not married. What do you know about marriage anyway? What can you tell me about love or whatever the case? And I know that the the dilemma of what we're talking about now is because we've, we've got friends who are all, almost in the same you know, period in life. And I know it might appear as if this is just a sword aimed at them or whatever the case. But I mean, we're talking, I'm talking about, not you, not you, Emeka, but me. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of complexities that, that are just happening. So let me just, let me not bring you into my own politics. Yeah. Let me just handle my no, own projecting. I think so. Yeah. So, sorry. So, yes. Um, a good friend. Issues respect. of accountability. So, also a good friend, part of issues of accountability is the fact that me, part of respecting you at the same time, right, Maru? It comes with, can I, am I accountable to you? Do you have a space to call me out? on my own BS whenever mm-hmm. I miss the mark. Um, do you do I make room for you to do that? But again, it depends also on where and what kind of level. Are you part of a constituent, a confidant or a constituent for me to allow you to speak into my life? Mm-hmm. Or we could just be friends that just play, you know, PS5 and then that's it. The, not, nothing beyond that. But mm-hmm. if we are friends that we sort of share values and we speak about what we want to achieve, mm-hmm. I think accountability is one of the big things that should actually be there in a sense that if you want, if you say this is my life and then you want me also to speak into your life, sometimes my level of respecting you, if you need advice about something, I'll ask you, do you need the truth or do you need the truth? 
<laughs> right. So the truth, first one might be the truth of me massaging your ego, puffing you up with your stupidity and so on and so forth. <laughs> but again, the truth might be the one where I'll tell you straight to say, look, you cannot tell me that you want to be viewed as an angel, but all I constantly see is a thief and a thug. I see you wanting to jump in there, Rebecca. What What are your views on uh, a good <laughs> friend? What do you make? What What values do you think made make for good friendships? And no. perhaps tied to that, maybe uh, also comment on bad friendships. I think um, I really like what Tony said. Accountability is key, and then I usually like to use a broad word like relationships. I think that's a better way because you can like you have acquaintances, you have friends, you have you know, different kinds of relationships mm-hmm. and friendship is one of them. And I think 100% accountability is key. And I think yeah, it's good to understand that with your different relationships with people, there are some people, like Tony said, who are capable of managing the truth straight away, directly. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who can't. And it's to understand um, what role you're playing in the friendship and to also understand um, who can take it on directly, you know. So it's key, but definitely accountability. Definitely, I think, reliability. Which reliability, I think, yep. like you said, even irrespective of the category that friend falls under, mm-hmm. is to expect a reliability in that particular category. For example, if you have a friend who your friends to have fun, so to speak, yeah. go out and dance, you know, there should be, there should be some sort of reliability mm. and that you're reliable knowing that if you hang out with them, they will be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because once they are no longer fun, then that kind of like takes away the purpose of the friendship, I guess. Mm. And that's the reason why I don't really categorize people, um, friendships, because mm. I get that because once you categorize them and things are happening in their lives, where they're unable to meet that particular need or that mm-hmm. category, your default would be like their time has been has elapsed mm-hmm. in your life and move on. Whereas it could just be in a season yes. where they're unable to meet that particular need mm-hmm. in your life. So for me, that's one of the reasons why I don't people put in categories. Sometimes it happens unconsciously, mm-hmm. but I always give that, um, I have that understanding that life happens mm-hmm. and people may not meet up what I expect of mm-hmm. them. So good friend for me, I think is reliability, um, accountability, and also effective communication mm. is key because I would one. need to know where my friend is at and I'll, based on their personality, based on my experience with that, I would need to know how well best to support them. That's why I say I don't write off people. Mm-hmm. I try to maintain connection because that's where communication comes into play for example when Tony like I know Tony's Tony never picks his phone <laughs> like I know Tony never picks his phone yeah let him know and I know Tony's you will ring Tony it always goes through his voicemail and I'm just like you are not even the prime minister You're like you are n- not even the oh mayor of Newcastle but I can never are you really doing this now I can never get in touch with Tony mm-hmm. so it will be easy for me to say you know what Tony doesn't want to talk to me Mm-hmm. Especially if my rapport with Tony is in isolation, then my experience would be every time I ring Tony, it goes to his voicemail. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to talk to me. He's blocked my number. He declines my call. Mm-hmm. However, that is just Tony's way of doing things. I don't know what's wrong with his phone, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I sent Tony. Hold Whenever on. it's a mayday, mayday. Tony, and, and, hold and, and, on. Let me. Tony, rip somebody off. For some reason, I pick up his phone. Exactly. Tony, hold on. Let me finish. But because I have an understanding yeah. of Tony and life happens, that doesn't. I don't use that experience or that situation to make a decision mm-hmm. on my friendship with Tony. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why it's important to understand that life happens with people. Things happen, circumstances happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, communication is the only way we can get clarity mm-hmm. as to whether to maintain that connection or not. Because if you don't have communication in friendship, then we can go about assumptions mm-hmm. and go about making decisions 
that people don't care, whereas they could be going through stuff. Bad friendship, I th- find, is when people, as a friend, go behind your back and begin to do certain things to your detriment, irrespective mm. of what it is, mm-hmm. to your detriment. Because for me, you as a friend, you're privileged to certain information, to certain things about that friend. Access to you as Access well. Access to you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your responsibility is, the bare minimum is to keep it to yourself. But when you go about, you know, um, discussing certain things that you're privileged, you have access to, I think that's a sign of a bad friendship. Mm-hmm. And when you go about, you know, not being able to, when you jump, when you feel like, when you jeopardize the well-being of your friend for your selfish interests, mm-hmm. because I would rather have a broken friendship or relationship based on me being honest to a friend of mine about this particular decision they're about to make rather than allowing them make that decision that they may not recover from just to maintain friendship. the friendship. Mm. So that's how I see it. So I would rather yeah. in my conscience feel satisfied that I did not allow them make that decision or at least I expressed my concerns about that decision and then they cut mm. me off. And I know, okay, rather, I'll prefer that than having them go ahead with a decision that may cost that the cost may be too much mm-hmm. um i rather my friendship or connection be the cost and then they are well rather than them not being well and then keeping that friendship because for me friendship transcends what i want it's a mutual understanding an emotional connection a relationship a um, connection especially um, that supports both each other's well-being mm. and that's one of the reasons why i'm able to maintain connection with a lot of people mm-hmm. is because for me is you know you would know that your in best interest was my uh, was a priority for you in my, yeah. for me as a let me take it back to the part on assumptions I'm I'm one person who 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 can really hold assumptions. Trust me. Yeah, I really can hold assumptions about certain events and and I think, but not everybody. Certain people and the reason why I do that with certain people, it's mainly those that I know very well. So, for instance, I know things that can really get Emmanuel's furthest a bit raffle, <laughs> right? And I know that if somebody's gonna say this. And the energy in which they're saying it in the space where I know that Emmanuel is around, I'll probably try to look around and <laughs> I want to see where is he, how is he reacting <laughs> right now. Are assumptions always bad in terms of friendships or we need to be careful about what do we do with these assumptions? And I like the fact that you stretched at some point to speak about, you know, when people use certain privileged information for their own selfish ambition, ambitions or whatever. But are assumptions inherently bad? I think assumptions are things that we can't help. Mm-hmm. We always make assumptions. I think what we do with those assumptions is what's important. Mm-hmm. Because you would always assume, oh, you know, this person doesn't want to talk to me. Or this person is pushing me aside because I'm not rich enough or I'm not anyways whatever I'm not fitting into their time at this stage so assumptions always happens I think what we do with assumptions is what's important and that's where communication comes again mm-hmm. into play yeah. because you know you, you, you know me to an extent and then you feel you, you have an understanding that certain things could be a trigger for me so for example if someone talks about racism or discrimination Mm -hmm. you know automatically i would want to jump in and address them and you know rip them to shreds (laughs) but there are times when you've also observed that i just did not do that (laughs) yeah but the default assumption is like oh my gosh emmanuel where is emmanuel he's probably gonna lash out but there are times when i did not lash out so it's assumptions are good but you know one of the things that works me out a lot with you well it's and and you're gonna air your that's dirty your laundry in the podcast. No, 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 let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who's terrible 
and they've never hid the fact that they are terrible, right? For me, I'd be like, you know what? I want nothing to do with this human being. Oh, God, don't send them my direction, please. And it will be the same anger that probably Emmanuel would have. But then in the next few days or so, Emmanuel is posing, smiling with this person. <laughs> right? And I'll be like, how on earth? Are you, you accusing know? Emmanuel of being dishonest? No. <laughs> or being fake? No, 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 no. I want him to sort of stretch forth how he actually lets go of certain things and how he decides what matters and what doesn't matter at what point in time because i feel like he's very good with that with me it'll take you it has to take you work to come and gain my trust that's the problem <laughs> it has to take you it has to cost you something because because i cannot constantly be in a space of somebody who is emotionally abusive and toxic and whatnot you mm-hmm. need to earn the trust back but it seems with Emmanuel, and I'm not sure whether they apologize to him or what. <laughs> Emmanuel's but cheap. But in the next few <laughs> take work. He just accepts everyone back. Is that it? My goodness. For and you I'll be like, work, I'll like, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> Do you need a slap in your face? <laughs> what? <laughs> he will really work me out, like to be very honest with you. But I feel like he's got he's got a certain level of grace that I don't have. And and I'm I'm I mean this genuinely. Can I, How do you learn to let go of something? Can I can I just comment on that uh, yeah. before we get to Emmanuel? Because I'm I'm curious about uh, this aspect on Emmanuel as well, and perhaps here I should um, th- this should be I'm, I'm expecting that we don't have the same views on this topic. At, at some point, we have to disagree on on issues. I'm waiting for that point yet, but and this might be one of them because I think uh, at least for me, I don't hold grudges on anyone. Mm-hmm. So holding a grudge. We were commenting on this earlier before the podcast started. Like I genuinely see most expressions of evil in other people, right? Or of dishonesty or of um, values that I think they're bad. I see that as an exercise of ignorance, right? In other words, if they knew better, they would have done better. They just did the thing that I didn't appreciate because they just didn't know, right? They, were in, they didn't grow up in an environment that fostered the good value or they had to, sur- in order to survive whichever environment they were in a previous life, they had to lie, they had to be dishonest, and this is the personality they, they gained as a result. It's an exercise of ignorance. So I don't hold grudges. But I would still, at some point, noticing our misaligned interests between me and a person, I would still decide that my attention is not being well spent in this relationship and I will let go. But so, and I, and I uh, agree to why you asked that question to Emmanuel, but because even in that checks and balances, Emmanuel might, see, might still say, I'm still gonna maintain this friendship. So I'm, I'm curious to know as well, how would you? I mean, I, I like that and we, we're packing now, right? You're ready, you're ready. I'm on the pressure. Because, because I, think, I think from, I'm losing a trail of thought what I wanna say. Um, yeah, we can let Emmanuel From what Mauro yeah. said, I think for me, what remains golden is the fact that, and, and maybe this is why I want you to work hard to sort of get the trust back, mm-hmm. is because I, 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 I'm very quick observing and getting to the point and maybe checking out whether your recklessness in terms of this behavior, <clears throat> does it have any other external things that you know should be put into context like? you will not knowing or whatnot. But the thing about lies is the fact that for me, if I see that you are aware of why you are lying, then you should be working at becoming a better person. Should be. You should be working at becoming a better see, person. See, but Tony, that's where... For me, okay. you're going to correct me in a, sense <laughs> that, in a sense that, yeah, you might have learned how to lie because of whatever circumstances in your life and whatever the case, right? But once you become aware as to why, why exactly do I lie? What pushes me to lie, <laughs> right? We're not yet as to whether is it necessary for you to lie or not. But if you are aware what pushes me to lie. Uh-huh. Easier said than done. I think right? then you should. I know. But yeah. this, uh, hence, <laughs> hence my standards are. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know whether one say they are very easy or heavy. Yeah. I don't know. What are your comments to make? Okay, um, I, I, I wish I had my book, so I don't miss my thoughts. But anyways, to answer your question, Tony, is, yeah, no, I'm not cheap. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Very expensive. But first of all, you understand I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God, right? So there's a um the Bible principles are coming to play, first of all. Number two, I'm very trauma informed and I work in a trauma informed environment, right? Mm. And I've had my own experiences that framed me this way, right? And I give a lot of grace, like you rightly mentioned, but also I am an effective communicator when appropriate. Mm. When I feel like um, something has happened, I could be frustrated, like you rightly mentioned, like we could both be frustrated about something. Um, one of the differences I find is I always look for a way to communicate that. And until I communicate that, I don't make a decision or I don't write the person off. Mm-hmm. Because for me, from a trauma-informed background, it's important to understand the... Not, really the un, not understand, but at least know the underlining factors as to the person's ignorance or the person's behaviors or whatever. So I could still be frustrated, but I... And it may not be the best approach, to be honest, but I always like to give people the opportunity to hear from them because even though i think i I, even though i feel like i think see things from broad perspective but that's my own perception Mm -hmm. you may see things differently Mm -hmm. so for me that's the reason why so i don't necessarily have to put you back in the same relationship where Mm -hmm. or the same spot where you used to be but i your ignorance is your ignorance Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not responsible for your level of knowledge the bible says ignorance is not an excuse right that's what the bible says but that's for the person that's not for me Mm. so your ignorance is not an excuse for you um but for me your ignorance would help me make a more informed decision Mm. if i am willing to one maintain that connection and two what level Mm. of relationship do I want to maintain? So um, I give grace a lot. However, I make decisions in my head. Like Mario, you were saying earlier, when those things occur, mm. in my mind, I automatically place that person in a particular category. Mm-hmm. So I now know when it comes to things like, let's say, if someone is racist yeah. and they do not understand um they do not understand that they are being racist. Mm-hmm. When I have the conversation with them and I still see that they do not understand what that they are being racist, mm-hmm. in my mind, you know, automatically I do know that there's no point going ahead talking about um, issues that have to do with racism or discrimination because they will not just understand. Mm. However, you know, I will put them at a level where at a base level where they can just where they can just be there right so i'm not going to because their ignorance like their experiences is their, their experiences mm. so that's for for me in terms of what tony was asking but i do give a lot of grace mm. a lot of grace i do know because i always like to give people an opportunity to yeah. hear from them tony is different and then in regards to your question is similar if it doesn't align mm. at that stage I respect that. And like I said earlier, alignment can be two ways. It could be me not aligning to their own views or them not aligning to, sorry, me not aligning to their friendship circle at that time or vice versa. So I think the clear thing is to be honest to ourselves and say, oh, it's not really working. What do I do? You know, and then it's okay to move on. But you don't have to make it toxic. You don't have, I think for me, for me, you don't have to make it toxic. You don't have to make it, Something doesn't have to go wrong exactly. to move on. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to have clashes or have a clash to move on. You can by yourself identify that this friendship at this stage is not meeting either of our needs. Therefore, I think it's time to move on. That way, you are not losing connection. Mm-hmm. However, you are moving on to the next phase. But if you feel like the only way you can lose friendship is when there is a clash mm-hmm. or there is an incident, then you begin to look out for those things in the friendships, <coughs> even when it's a friendship that could have just, you know, ended peacefully, so to speak. You know, that way, for me, 
I don't look for clashes. Mm-hmm. If I just feel like this person has moved to another phase or I have moved phase, mm-hmm. I just respect that and I just move. I don't feel like separation in friendship has to be as a result of a conflict or clash. I think it's just it, both parties being observant that at this stage, mm-hmm. you know, we are not compatible or we're not uh, meeting each other's needs at that time in quote. And that can happen two ways. Through conversation, through being intentional, or nature can happen naturally, where you you will just slowly separate and you realize, oh my goodness, we're no longer as close as it used to be. But it doesn't mean that there was an issue or an incident. That's what I'm trying to explain with friendships. I think I line closer to your way of showing grace or attributing grace to uh, moments where um, perhaps uh, a friendship isn't meeting either of our needs for the sake of communication. I think that power is really clu- crucial. And I say this in a way in opposition to Tony's alleged approach here uh, because I, I, I do agree with you. It's worth thinking of uh, communicating with that person the disagreements, mm-hmm. not only for their sake in case they're the ones being ignorant, but as you pointed out, for your sake in case you're the one in the wrong, right? Mm. In case you're not aligning to the person's interest. So there's a, there's a lot of self-growth um, that I think uh, personally you would go through by showing grace that is not available to you if you want them to work to uh, win your trust back, as, as Tony pointed out. I think that environment can become toxic very quickly. But the one where you're showing grace and um, there's an attempt at trying to understand things. And if things don't work out, they don't, they work, don't out. work out. Yeah, exactly. No one, we don't need to be toxic. We don't need to avoid eye contact when we see each other in the streets. We can still say hi. We don't need to uh, be cursing exactly. uh, the other person. Yeah, I, I, like all the people that perhaps I have in my life um, uh, no longer appreciated their friendship. I still wish them success. I still hope they find happiness. It's not... There's no hate in me towards them. It's just a misaligned. And I think uh, that's where, and I think that's where, for me, also, like I said, I'm a Christian, and for me, I'm not a Christian by title. I'm a Christian by leaving it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, healthy friends, we we've lost healthy. People always say, "Oh, I, I, my close, my close friend." When I was over in Darwin, we were even closer. I was in Darwin. He was in New South Wales. We were even closer. Because of the connection. So people say, oh, location. Not really. I don't think location comes Dictates. affects a lot. I think it's more about the understanding of what works. And my, this is my very close friend. Sometimes when I hit him hard, he may not speak to me for two days or a week. <laughs> but I understand that's him. But it doesn't affect, I don't write him off because he hasn't spoken to me for one week. I know that's his level of processing. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. So there has to be respect as well. And not that's why assumptions come into play. Mm-hmm. I would not assume that he doesn't want to talk to me. I know that's how long it takes for him sometimes to process mm-hmm. things. It's funny because the early stages, he would probably not tell me something, but I know. Because mm-hmm. I'm very I have very strong instincts. Anthony knows. I have very mm-hmm. strong instincts and I know things, but I choose when to say them. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why Tony seems like I give grace a lot. Because even when I know things, I choose when to say them. It doesn't always look like it because I'm a very big talker, but I choose my words mm-hmm. and I choose what I say. So I, I, I'm very particular about those things. So it's also respecting and understanding how your friends process things or how they manage things, mm-hmm. not process, how they manage situations, how they manage communications and give them that opportunity mm-hmm. To do that. Mm, and then mm. when they come back, you can have further conversations exactly. about it. And knowing, and it's vice versa, like I said, like it's not like I'm not the perfect friend, but I think my experiences in life, my work, my um, being a Christian, my understanding of God's word, you know, helps me to be able to give people grace. But it doesn't mean that, like you rightly said, it doesn't mean that. After that, you have the same spot you had. No. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have a better of an understanding of what you can carry. <laughs> and automatically, I place you based on where you All want to carry. And, yes. and I want... Because I, I want you to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to give... Expect, like for me, Tony knows. 
I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how I do it. Mm. But like I, I have time for a lot of people. Mm. I have time. I don't know how I do it. That's included right now. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I have time for a lot of people. The worst thing I could do is to expect the same thing for Tony because it would mm. not work. First of all, his phone never goes through. <laughs> so how would he? How would he? How would he manage that? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's to understand that. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I bring it back to Tony just so we can? Uh, we don't have enough time. We've got about five power minutes. Five it's minutes. Al- it's yeah, always yeah. the case, Tony. And yeah. I just wanted to. I wanted to sort of put through the questions. As Maury's going to ask me, maybe think about that. But oh, just two last questions for you before we land. One: How do you deal with betrayal in friendships? And then number two. Um, uh, you you were not so long ago in the UK, and then suddenly you were just in Canada. You just came back from Canada now. How can I how can I cultivate those friendships with rich people that can also make me get to Canada quickly? Rich. <laughs> yeah. So those are the two questions I'm gonna leave with you. Okay, Maru, let's go. No, no, no. It's, so, so I, I just wanted to close circle on that because we we heard a mecca side on um, I guess dealing with friendships you no longer. Um, or you might find yourself misaligned with. I wanted to hear you as well in terms of your defense to how you approach uh, friendships you're no longer misaligned. Uh, And I think I wanted to link that to communication, but for the sake of time, perhaps I won't. But I think it's also true that we might declare ourselves effective communicators and unaware that most of the times we aren't and really rely on that ability to express ourselves in friendships unbeknownst to ourselves that we're um, ineffective at doing that. So I uh, I say things about communication, but at times I'm reluctant to put a lot of weight into it, given how um, blind I could be about my own ability to communicate effectively. But yeah, I just wanted to close circle on, on your thoughts on letting go of friendships, uh, whether them putting in work, you see that as... Uh, Tony, just fries, Tony just fries them off. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's his response. Bye. I don't, I don't write people off. I, I, I learn from your energy as to mm. whether do you still want to be on the top spot or you need to mm-hmm. be placed elsewhere. And, and I mean, I used to really be much more of a straight talker. I would shoot it right to your heart. I would shoot it right straight to your heart. And it, it took a lot of hard work for me to sort of um, let go of that. Um, mm. I, I had my fair share moments of being grumpy and mad and whatnot. And, and well, communication then becomes the most important thing to say, okay, what, but what is it that you're grumpy about? And is it something that, you know, can be resolved um, instantly mm-hmm. or across time and what does across time basically mean so i'll communicate obviously with people like what my expectations are i don't meet up with maru and say oh hey maru we're gonna be friends this is what i expect or not no <laughs> right mm-hmm. but the conversation would sort of take place in a moment where i feel like it seems like there's a certain behavior that is a trend that keeps on repeating itself and it needs you know what we need to chew this bone now I'll communicate that to you. And and I'll give a benefit of the doubt to say perhaps I might have been, you know, heard or understood differently and then give a bit of grace. I do have grace, trust me, but it's just that there's certain things that maybe it's part of me growing up. There's certain nonsense that I don't have time for anymore. Non-negotiable. Yeah, and, and things that, I think things that are now begin to see that if they affect me emotionally and they affect me psychologically, I no longer try to make much grace for those. I'll communicate it once, communicate it twice, and then I move on. And that's okay. Because I don't want to make people my project at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, right? Especially if I see that you could be a project, but you could be a difficult project. And I want to have friends that please be somebody who's also doing something to better yourself. Mm. I am here, but whenever also you go and then you sort yourself out, you can still come back and we can still be friends. But it's just that I think I'm dealing with a whole lot of things even of my own emotions to the Mm -hmm. fact that I try to guard my emotions that I don't leak things of my own to Maori such that it affects who you are. Mm. Which is why I made that point earlier on that once you become aware as to why you align then you need to work on yourself. And I mean, I understand it might be different for different people in terms of what does working it mean and are you ready to work? And some people are not yet ready and they should not be pushed. Mm -hmm. But if you're not ready and you should not be pushed, 
I'm happy with you taking your own distance until you that moment where you are ready because I am not inherent inheriting more of things that are gonna be, you know, jeopardizing my consciousness, my psychology and my emotions and so on and so forth. Can I just insightful. Can I just say then thank you for sharing that? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it's um hearing you share that and seeing you share that I feel like it's a big load that you've like let <laughs> it off. Is, it is. <laughs> um, and, that, and that's fair. Like that's 100%. Self-awareness is mm. key in friendships and understanding that um, you don't want to overload uh, or give an expectation on someone that they can't carry. Like I have, like I have, I have friends who if I'm not well, I can call. And I have friends that if I'm not well and I call them, they'll probably even make me sicker. <laughs> And it's not a bad thing. It's not it's take me to Canada. Take me with you. You're going to Canada to, to de-stress, but I want you to take no, me. No, but sometimes you. it's from like a friendship perspective. You know, like, for example, my best friend loves me so much that if he knows I'm not well, he gets really concerned. And he's like, oh my gosh. He, he, he really gets concerned from a place of love. And then because I'm seeing him really concerned, I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's all right. Like, because of the love he has for me, he, he gets concerned. So I'm like, if it's a very challenging situation, I know how to tell him so he doesn't get worked up. And it's not a bad thing. It's just from, mm. because of how much he cares, how much he loves me and everything, you know, he, he wants me well. So he's like, oh, you're not sick. And he understands that I don't have any family here. That's so my he's, weakness. So he's my... I, I overcur. Sorry, that's my I overcur for people to... Exactly. That that's why it gets to me, which is why now I had to sort of create this big buffer to say, you know what, sometimes be cruel to mm. Exactly. So my so that's one thing with my it's best... Tony, the friend you were talking about. My best now. friend. He, he may be Tony, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> but to answer your question, Tony, to go to Canada, I don't know what you mean by rich friends, but like, is the same thing about me? Those rich friends who can go to the UK and go to Canada during COVID times. I am the, the rich friend. Where the flights are expensive. Tony, I like, am... Like, who does that? Tony, who I am that? the rich friend. Exactly. So saying. how do I get to be rich like the rich friends? Why are you Like me. Life? Just just say, how can you get to be rich like I me? I need the money. Money, you are here, but you're giving me stress. I have money. <laughs> I thought the topic of today's podcast was friendship. That's what I'm saying. Ask me, how do you? But it seems it's how to get rich, <laughs> like Emmanuel. I'll give you a different class. But in regards to betrayal, that's one thing I'm still working on because betrayal yeah. hurts me. Yeah, it does hurt me a lot because I feel like I give a lot in friendships, which I don't, which you know, yeah, yeah. I give a lot in friendships, mm-hmm. and when I get betrayed, it throws me off. It does. Everybody else might be different, but for me, betrayal is one thing. I could deal with lies, because I would always know what the truth is, and you will tell me at some point. But betrayal is something that I feel like gets to me. For various reasons. One, I believe I, I create an opportunity for open communication. So if you had those kind of thoughts, like it's best to have communicated it. Secondly, I secondly I feel like Tony don't cut me short. Secondly, <laughs> I feel like secondly I feel like um, betrayal is one of the bedrock is is the bedrock of a lot of toxic um, broken relationships and connections, you know, and it's very selfish. So for me that's a big thing. Now how do I manage that? I've come to understand and realize that it happens and then based on my personality and based on my own strengths i've been able to risk manage how to cope in those um, situations one of one of the strategies i use is to call the person out i'm like this is what you did i do not like it you know and it's broken me therefore i you know let's keep this whatever distance Secondly, is to have a conversation with someone else that I trust, you know, and saying, you know, I'm really hurt, really broken, whatever. But betrayal for me, and then I allow myself time to heal. Is that is that person often a mutual friend or it's somebody very? It doesn't. It, it's, it doesn't have to be a mutual friend. For me, it's more about someone I feel in my friendship circle has the capacity, right, to manage that confidentially, and that could be my brother. It could be my sister, it could be my friend, it could be my lecturer, could be my anyone. But they have the capacity to be able to support me with that. 
Mm. You know, so it doesn't have to be a mutual friend because I'm not looking for pity parties. I'm just looking for someone who can support me through that process of betrayal because it hurts me and it hurts, you know. And also, I've now understood what what to allow and what not to allow, mm-hmm. irrespective of friendship, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm someone who connects with people really quick, really quick. I connect with people really quick, um, but it's having that understanding and being self aware you know and know where i have missed it mm-hmm. and know where the other person may have missed it but one thing i will conclude by saying is we need friendships we can't from my understanding we can't really do life solo we need friendships yeah. we need relationships mm-hmm. and those friendships can be found in siblings those friendships could be found with in strangers those friendships could be found with anyone in anyone Mm -hmm. so but we do need friendships because we need that extra support to help us how we navigate through that is based on who we are how self-aware we are and understanding that friendships are not just are not there to make us who we want to be Mm -hmm. that's very important friendships are not there to make us who we want to be friendships are there to provide support to us in getting to where we want to get to so when you begin to rely on your friends or your friendships to help you attain a particular level of your goals then mm. you're missing the point is that you talking against me wanting to be rich uh, no, 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 no 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 but that's my thought or you, know. you know those are my thoughts on friendships and um yeah, Tony, I would book a session for $200 uh. on how to get rich and travel to Canada and the UK in business class. Awesome. <laughs> That'll be lovely. He's his business, by the way. To the UK, back to Australia, to Canada, and all that. Like, <laughs> I'm a child of God. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. That's it. Amen. <laughs> Is that a great place to land? Yeah, host? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pr- yeah. oh, I'm the host, right, 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 right. That's right, that's right. Let's go. So yeah, so on that note, I think uh, unless you, you made the right decision for him, you can sneak a last question for him. If, uh, if you had any burning, uh, no, for the sake of time, I, I think. Are you this sure? Because I'm happy to answer. Yeah, yeah. Now you were in the zone with the last <laughs> one. I think what you said was very insightful. Um, there's many directions we could go. Um, would you say is it? I guess the, when people talk about friendships, certainly relationships between men and women, uh, there's the stereotypical, do you think a man and a woman can be friends? What is your view on that? Well, if the man looks like you and Tony, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I, yes, yes. My I've had best friends of women. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of my best friends, um, her husband currently, um Uh-oh. was uh, how do I say this? Um I gave a pass, so to speak, because I was able to see things from a male perspective. Mm. So I think a guy and a girl can be friends. However, we have to be very honest that sometimes emotions and feelings can come into play if it's not managed properly. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. We can't be in denial that it can happen. We can't. And I think it's for either either party to respect boundaries mm-hmm. when the relation when the other person is in a relationship. So we can't pretend like, oh, we're just friends, nothing's there. Feelings can get there. Because if you remember as a friend, you offload a lot to your friends. Your friends know you, they understand you, they know how to manage you. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, you can you could see things that may not that the partner or prospective partner may not see and then you can all easily fall into that category of actually I could do better or I know better so it's to be conscious and be aware and be honest that there's a possibility that it could come into play and put those boundaries in play in place especially when the other person is in a relationship you know put those boundaries in place to not um, create an um, uh, conflict between them and not be in denial, like I said. Like, I have, have had close friends. I still have close female friends, but I've really had one who were really close. And I remember when her husband now was trying to, you know, woo her then, and we had those chats, mm. you know. So it's to be honest and it's to be clear and not allow jealousy 
or another thing I was gonna say is a lot of times when a guy when two and it can happen with a guy and a girl and two girls, whatever, jealousy can creep in because you feel like your partner or your friend is creating time for somebody else. But it's to be conscious and know that those biases and those feelings can happen and then make the conscious effort to not allow it. However, if you have if your feelings are genuine and you feel like you want a relationship with them, that is the time to express it. Word communicating. About yes, it. don't leave yourself in the friend zone if you feel like you're developing emotions mm. for that your friend. Make yeah. it clear, make it open because you could one, it prevents you from being bitter and having jealousy. Mm. Two, you may just be the right partner for that person. So why waste time or allow them go through several partners when you think you are the right person to be their partner. So if you're friends with someone, and if you're listening to us, and you're friends with someone, yes, you can have friends with same or opposite sex friendships. You can, but be aware that feelings may arise or feelings may be there. and You may not have seen it until they're seeing someone else, and then the feelings arise. The best thing you can do for yourself to pre- prevent bitterness, jealousy, envy, and to ruin the and not and not to ruin the friendship is to make it clear to the person that you have feelings for them and not assume that they don't have feelings for you because they could yeah 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 very insightful i think uh it was a uh, but very stay away from Maro and tony <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it was a very good decision on the part of tony to uh invite you Emeka, for this topic to talk about this topic i think that decision matured gracefully a wealth of knowledge i think um it it shows from the work that you do from your uh, christian uh, beliefs and from the person that you are so this was a wealth of knowledge of a podcast and hopefully we gave your fans tony something to reflect about um I'm pleased with uh, what we discussed here. I'm grateful of you guys. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having us, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Visions and Towns. As we always say, or rather I always say, go ye and be the best version of yourself. Go and be the best human being. We are out. Cheers.